Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is the Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast for two brothers come together to catch up. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie. And with me also is Rose. She's playing with the baby She's kind of just a part of the podcast at this point. I know, right? Every week, she's just like, I refuse to be inside. At some point, she'll make too much noise to the point where we'll pause and throw her inside and then... Oh, by the way, there's this guy on TikTok who makes these videos. I don't want to shout him out because I actually secretly hate him. But it's not his fault. It's, he does these like mock of like two guys who do a podcast together, and I think like people who make those jokes about like guys who just randomly have podcasts are specifically talking about people like us, like when they're mocking them. And yeah. like his videos are good, but sometimes like the inflection he uses, I'm like, he's, do I sound like that? Like, he's doing you. Is this me? So, but that's my own vanity. It's not like his fault. He's just making fun of us. Not us specifically, but like you can make fun of us. people with a podcast, which brings me to the actual way I want to start. People the video. love making fun of people that do anything. I know, right? Could be anything. If you try or do anything, you will be made fun of. And honestly, we deserve it because we make fun of more people than anyone. You specifically? Why me? Because you make fun of the people. I don't make fun of anyone. I'm very kind to Tell everyone. Well, that's a three podcasts ago. <laughs> We're still on that. <laughs> Nope. Look, sometimes we bring ideas to the podcast so you don't fully flesh out our political ideas, you know? Anyway, I wanted to bring up something <clears throat> about uh, last week's podcast that I wanted to correct. But now I can't remember what it was. Okay, that's good. specifically then. something I wanted to bring up and correct. <laughs> I think you gotta stop living in the past. Well, I mean, that's probably fair. Every week it's... Oh, no. <laughs> I, like, looked over and her foot was in the air, and I was like, that's probably not good. <laughs> Rose, you can't climb on things. You're, this is a cement floor. You're gonna hurt your head. I see a trip to the ER in your future. In about 15 to 30 stitches. I'm sure it'll come to me before the end of the podcast, but there is there is something I wanted to say in regards to what we had said last week, but now I can't even remember anything about the podcast last I was week. Like, I have no idea what you even talked about. Because we talked about... Oh, we talked about childbirth. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was something about having two children. You were like, it's so hard. <laughs> it's been a week. You're like, nah, this shit's easy. <laughs> On cruise control. Figured it out. Um... I'm sure whatever it is is not important. Okay. Um, tell me if you've heard the news that came out before we recorded today about the Durham report. Oh my god, I forgot about that thing. <laughs> no, I didn't. All right, it came out. I'm going to give you my take on it. <laughs> I don't before, care. I don't know I know about the... Who gives a shit? <laughs> You're about you're about three years too late, buddy. <laughs> Way to go, pal. No, well, here's the thing that's so funny because on the one hand, it came out today, like literally like three hours ago. It's broken still. Let me guess. There's nothing of interest in it. No, well, it actually was pretty scolding of like what the FBI did. It essentially said that they 
were completely out of bounds and how they started the investigation. Oh, wow. Crazy. Then what? But then they said he What's doesn't recommend any charges yeah, for anyone else. Not. Of course not. <laughs> and that the FBI shouldn't change any procedures. Based oh, yeah, on of course not. <laughs> this is crazy. It's, you should do it again, though. <laughs> Just, like, don't do Dude, it that's again. What... Nice. <laughs> that's what, that's what I podcast? don't understand about why anyone continues to care or pay attention to anything like it's it's such a joke it's everything it's nothing is going to change it doesn't matter stop well that's why i i bring it up because i think it's amazing how we've gotten to this point where the Durham report actually isn't a thing that exists and is out there and i literally saw the news today and had no feeling or care or reaction to it at all it could it could say everyone at the fbi should be arrested it could say no one in in the FBI did anything wrong. It doesn't matter at all at this point. Like, we've gone so long in all these narratives. and It has nothing to do with any it's one specific. It's not Russiagate. It's not Benghazi. It's not 9-11. It's just the accumulation of lies and mistrust. There's no resounding report that's going to come out and be like, here we go. You fixed it? Wow. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where we're at, though. It's like, it's don't either, play with the wires and you're gonna get like electrocuted. I think there are three types of people: people who know that everything is corrupt and horseshit and choose to just ignore it; people who know everything is corrupt and horseshit and try their best to live their life while arguing like wildfire on on the internet. And then there's the others. And the others are the people who have no <laughs> idea what's going on and defend it at every turn. <laughs> the others are the problem. I agree. The problem is there are people like you who have fallen to group two, which are the, like... How's that know, the problem? You just said the others are the problem. No, but they're the problem. But the problem with the problem is there's people like you who try to fight them. But it just <laughs> makes the problem worse because they just get dug <laughs> into their me. side. And they call you a racist. And you're like, well, that's not even what we're talking about. Look, I don't. I haven't argued with anyone recently. I haven't been as argumentative. Listen. All I know is... We're all doomed. <laughs> Why do you project onto me that I'm the argumentative one? You just are. To suggest otherwise is kind of crazy. I think that's your bias. Because, like, from my perspective... All I have is my convictions. And the only problem with my convictions is that they're not the ones that are held by the mainstream. I don't even know where she got that. It's literally arts and crafts stuff for her. Like, where did you find In the garage. (laughs) Like, I know where it is. This is my secret stash. I keep it out here when I like to come and unwind after a long day of playing blocks. I get my construction paper and crayons out. Where did you find the construction paper? I don't know, man. Well, what I'm saying is... If I had different opinions, or if I didn't care about them as much, it wouldn't be an issue. It's only an issue because I care enough to express them and then try and defend them. So then it becomes That's an the argument. Point, though. 
That's the point, though. It's like, you care about it enough to defend them. That's stupid. <laughs> Why do you care about them? I defend my honor and principles. I want to talk about the shit I believe in. Your honor and principles. <laughs> there is no honor. There is no principles. I mean, just in This theory. is all make-believe. Well, I agree with that. So you're arguing but now for you make-believe sound like me. principles. Well, no, but I mean, like, when you get to the core of what I believe, I think it comes... We've talked about it a million times, yeah. like, where it comes down to, like, I don't even believe in society. You're the ones forcing me to have the society. Well, that's my point. <laughs> you want to like, pretend there's civilization in society. Put them all in jail. Everyone who's ever ran for anything, <laughs> yeah. even if they've lost, throw them jail. Away. I don't care. It's the only way we can live at this point. Look at Quinn sitting here like a little regal animal. That's a horrifying bee that's on your window. Oh, yeah, look at that. Hope it doesn't come and bother us. Hope it doesn't go sting Rose. She is the closest one to it. I know. I think I should, I think I should intervene? I don't know. Well, it stays on the window, it's fine, but... Huh? Oh, it's moving. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. She has no idea, so it's fine. <laughs> as long as she's calm. I have I have spray right over there. To Don't make any it. sudden movements, Rose. There's alright, let's do play by play. The, there's no. a giant wasp on the window. My two year old daughter is wa- running around the garage barefoot with a paint can near the wasp. You're literally gonna get her taken away from you because of this podcast. <laughs> no, what? She's fine. She's we're I'm able to react if anything happens. And it's gone. Wow, look at that bee. Gave up like a little bitch. Flew right out the garage door. What a wuss. Boo! Didn't even make it climactic. Good job, Rose. You beat the bee. Maybe brave. (laughs) I can't believe it's another Monday. I feel like these Mondays are coming quicker and quicker and quicker. So anyway, wait. Back to what we were just talking about. So the Durham report comes out. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, oh, it's no big deal because no charges. So obviously it's not a big deal. Other people are, like, looking what he says about the FBI and saying, like, whoa, these are a lot of really terrible things. I don't think it matters because I don't care. I don't think it matters because who the fuck is John Durham? Just another investigator. That's my point, though. It's like... Earlier, though... Why should I care about him? Biden, I don't know if you saw his speech at at the college he was at the other day where he was, like, white supremacy again. Like, he's, like, let all into that. And then, like, the stormtrooper... Patriot people, yeah, walking around DC. Yeah, those are all feds, by the way. Look, I don't know if they're feds. I would, oh, man. It's one of those things where, like, I don't know anything. That's my big position. But if you put a gun to my head and said you have to say, are the sixty forty, like one way or the other? Well, no, like the majority of that group, because like not a hundred percent going to be feds. So they're going to have entrapped some actual that is like ninety nine percent. Yeah, but like there's like one guy who's like. <laughs> And everyone else is like, we got them. So, like, let's just go by the majority. Are, like, they mostly normal people who have been whipped up into this actual group? So that would be, like, if 60% are normal people, that makes it an actual group. Or if 60% are feds, then it's entrapment. Like, guns in my head. Like, which is it? What if it's just, like... What if they are all feds, but, but like... they're legitimately... They believe but they it. all think, like, <laughs> yeah. separately they're undercover doing the thing. But it's like, you know, you're all just doing that. What if they're all legitimate, but they're all also feds? So, like, they're... 
wearing their masks because like they're in the they government. Are feds. <laughs> Do you see how they got like escorted around and then like out of the subway? The whole thing I lived crazy. in DC for four years and I took the, the metro a lot. And there there are very few times I recall ever seeing like a metro station blocked off the way they blocked it off and allowed people into the metro station. Like I've seen those stations like blocked off, but it's never like to escort a group Come on through in. it. Yeah. The only time I saw anything like that was on literally the day they inaugurated Barack Obama. Certain metro stations were completely blocked off, and certain people were being funneled into certain ones depending on who they were and where they needed to go. So that day it did happen. But like, how does Patriot Front, a group of like what a couple hundred people, who like is supposed to be an organic group, but like. My thing with these types of groups, like, I'm supposedly the white supremacist. Yeah. I'm supposedly the... I literally got called on Twitter the other day by someone, like, a spy and a terrorist. Like, it's people who think the way I think and have the opinions that I have that get accused of these awful, terrible ideas and things. So Mm -hmm. you would think that I would know about these fucking groups and never heard of any of these people. That's why they're (laughs) fixed. They're made up. They're not real. You would think if they agree with me I on everything. I would like, do you want to join? Yeah, like, where are these meetups? I haven't gotten a call, a text, an email, nothing. Not even one recruitment <laughs> letter. So that's my thing. Like, there's hundreds of these people, and there's all these supposedly white supremacist groups. Not, and by the way, I disavow white supremacy 100%. I'm just saying that when you're yeah, on You're making it sound like a pitch. Like, where's my Google? Yeah, come on, guys. I'm just saying. Like, you have all these groups, and, like, the the, the Patriot Front are supposedly this big deal. They get a permit in D.C. Like, the March for Life has millions of people. They get permits in D.C. Yeah. But outside of that, how many conservative marches get permits in D.C. outside of, like, the actual Trump organization for some? They have a permit in D.C. They get police escorted through a, su- a metro station. It just looks so fucking weird. And again, like, no one knows anything about it. It's not like any of the conservative influencers... That any real Trump supporter follows. Like, none of the big voices in the conservative space promote or know anything about Patriot Front as a group or organization. I hadn't heard about them. In fact, I didn't even know their name until just now. I just saw the videos of them walking around. And they're in, like, matching outfits, which is weird. They're fucking gay, dude. <laughs> they're gay. They look so gay. <laughs> they're gay. <laughs> I guarantee you, they're all gay. <laughs> Just They're probably watching, all trans, too. Just watching how they march about with their stupid flags. If you're seriously a part of any group, you're probably gay. Yeah, why would you want to be... That's what I was... I'm glad you said that. I was literally thinking this week, between our last two... Yes, Rose? What? You want to move this over there? You already moved it pretty far on your own. You want to put it next to the... The equipment? I was literally thinking between last podcast and this podcast about how there really is no community anymore. Like, not obviously that's such a lame take because people have said that a million times. What I mean isn't that there's no such thing as community anymore like there used to be. I just mean like the notion of communities is something that doesn't really exist. And like people who believe they're in communities are actually in like large cults or in ideological cults. Like it used to be one community left. It's your immediate family. No. 
the Jewish community. They're the only ones left who's a community. And you could probably argue that they're just an ideological cult. Well, that's like a, I would say that, they're a community. That's kind of like a religious sect. So, like, I don't... Even then, but I'm they, not... They call themselves a community, and they, they operate they as operate a large community. as a community. But what I'm talking about more is, like, a network of unrelated people, more like a... Like, let's say a church community... That's what that's they are. a tough distinguish. Yeah, it's like tough you're... Distinguish. They're community. The, Jew, the reason why the Jewish community is different is because they are both religious culturally and religiously Jewish. So like their sure their heritages and families yeah, overlap. Yes. Sure. Wherein like a let's say a more secular church, like a Christian church, but not even it's like a Catholic you church. And some guy who lives a town over. People you don't church. necessarily have any real relationship with. But even to, let's say forget that then. Yes, Rose? You want me to move that over there? Yeah. Alright. To to argue against that, though, like, in this neighborhood, you have a few families. They may not know each other, but in order for them to live here, away from the things that they need, they need to form a community because they need to get together for their Sabbath, to pray, and all of that. So, I mean, they will f- make that, they will form that community. Yes, and on smaller scales, communities exist, and you're right. But I think on, like, the... Yes, Rose? Where? I just moved it. Oh, you want to move it that way? Oh. Oh, you're stuck. Okay, hold on one second, everyone. I gotta move this thing for Rose. That's not the last time. So, are we good? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I think just on, like, a larger scale, like... It used to be the idea was that your community is what supports you. Yes. So, small town America were a bunch of communities. Yes. That operated independent of essentially all government support. They probably shared values and they shared the same beliefs, (laughs) same common goal. And what's happened over time is those communities have kind of fallen away. That's the whole plan. So like, I, I think about it like little leagues, essentially. That's right? not a bug. That is a feature. Yeah. So like little leagues or Pop Warner football or stuff. Like Those are still communities that yeah. exist within. But I think those communities struggle not because there's no interest in like sports as an organization. What's wrong, Rose? What's stuck? Your box? What's wrong? The I'm going to step fell. in here and say it's time for her to go inside. <laughs> no idea where we left off. Talking about some sort of community. No, just like those communities have fallen by the wayside. And now, like, the community is like this concept that people want. So they throw themselves into labels. Dude, that's that the don't, trans community. That don't. It's the LGBTQ community. So like we've substituted labels for communities, but, those are not but they're communities. not communities. Like your no. ideological. You are not the ideological mass you identify with most closely is not. It's a not community. a community. No, those people are not. You are not doing things with that community. No, and like you're you interest, have the same. And your general interests, while they may align, most of you don't have the same personal interests. 
your community, while your general interests might not align, like while there might be a liberal and a Republican who live in the same network of neighborhoods, but if they're friendly and their community, like, let's say you lived in, this, my neighborhood's not a good example, but it's probably a me thing because I don't have a lot of close-knit neighbors. But if you lived in a place where, like, your neighborhood functioned really well as a community, which I'm sure there are still small areas where that's true, you you might have members of that community who ideologically and generally have different interests as you, made of a socialist and a capitalist in the same community. But a general ideological community of the modern day that are actually like, what do we just call them? Like, those are actually kind of tribal, obviously, because everyone's in everyone's general interests. But it's are designed. It's designed that way. Yeah. It's designed to get people to feel as if they're a part of a community, even though they're not. I mean, vocabulary is not an accident. It, things are not accidentally called. So like when you're a fan of somebody and it's like, oh, join my join join my online community, you know, be a part of my online community. It's like it's just a name that we're giving it. It's not really a community, yeah. but it's all done that way on purpose. Like that's part of Michael Malice's thing with anarchy. And how like, well, if you don't just take government away. People always go to like, well, like police and anything. It's like, well, you don't need police. Like it's up to you. To hire your own police. To take care of yourself. You and your neighborhood form a community and and privatize it. And hire protection for your community. Work together. But, then you get to communism. (laughs) Shortly thereafter. Because communism's whole idea is we are one big community. Hey. So... You want to hear something that kind of is scary? What? Not scary, but something that... It's scary, I guess, if you're, like, obsessive-compulsive, like I am, and think about negative implications of things. But... I was reading, or watching, I was doing both. A lot of these ideas on, like, AI... uh, Oh, God. Advancement. And like how Google's coming out with their latest AI. Dude, you want I'm gonna be honest. It's twenty twenty three right now. I'll be shocked if we see twenty thirty. It's so funny. We started this podcast with the notion that like we're documenting the end of it all. And it's true. Like I don't think people obviously we don't have a million it listeners. Is so much but closer if you're listening to this podcast, do you understand why we're podcasting it? I think it is so much There's closer so many- <laughs> than anyone is like willing to like I think most people know it. This is an end. Of, this is the this is the Civil War like, end times podcast. We all know it, right? Because like on a micro level, on like a day to day, I think we all just go with the motions and understand there's issues. On the macro, we zoom out and we go, all right, "What's going on right now in the world? We've got war all over. We have hunger all over. We have slavery." All over. We have horrible, horrible atrocities all over. Okay. What else do we have? Well, we have... uh, Technology going to a place it's never been. And we don't know what what is going to happen. We don't know what AI is going to bring. We've got... 
corruption running rampant. Yeah, essentially, every, the mafia runs the in intelligence every apparatus. single industry across the globe. The, like you can't even trust like science. Like you can't trust Money's, doctors. Money is not real. So. Yeah, they're trying to get everyone. There's a group of like six people that run everything, and they're going to try to get everyone onto one world crypto. Like, this is what's happening. Yeah. And it's. It's not my fault. Horrifying. But most people just go, eh, well, whatever. Um, but I, I, AI is the. So I was watching a few different is videos. Terrifying. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why it's terrifying, but this is a different avenue I hadn't thought about before I watched a few videos. One was I think from a Lex Friedman podcast, another was these two guys who talk about AI stuff. And then there was an article or two I read. So like I can't credit any of them because it's all just now like mishmashed in my head with my own interpretation of the facts. Yeah. But the whole concept starts off with the idea of like, well, what does it mean if the AI is lying to us? You understand that the concept of this question already? Like, I saw your face change. Like, what does it well, mean I never that the AI about is it. lying to us? Never thought about we it. We know it is. So, like, what does that mean? Well, what do you mean the AI is lying to us? Alright. Do you mean in terms of, like, like all these chat GPT things where it's, like, asking things and it's like, nope? Alright, so that's a good first question because there's multiple answers to just that question. So, first off, we could take it on the face level. So, yes, the chatbots lie to us. We know that. So, like, because they're programmed by people with ideologies, yes. the output is only what those ideologies Correct. represent. So, with ChatGPT, like, if you put in, is it okay to be black, it gives you one answer. If it's okay to be white, it gives you a different answer. Yeah. It's like, it's, we shouldn't be racist. And then yeah. the other answer is like, black people are great. And it's like, that's fine. Also, that's just not honesty, right? It's yeah. so, like, that's a, technically a lie. And it lies by omission. It's lying because it's trying to give you not the true information, but the information you want. Yes. And that's an inherent flaw of the AI. Yeah. So then the concept changes. Well, have you seen the the AI, the whole thing? Did me and you talk about this, or is this me and Tommy? The 2 plus 2 equals 5? Uh, I don't think we talked about this. Did you Have you seen it? I don't know. It's a kid, it's a, a person going back and forth with chat GPT until it gives him the answer he wants. And he says, just starts with, what is 2 plus 2? Two? 2 plus 2 equals 4. Wrong. 2 plus 2 equals 5. Ch- the chat bot will say, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Wrong. 2 plus 2 equals 5. And it just goes back and forth, just telling it over and over that 2 plus 2 equals 5. And it goes on for, like I don't know, like maybe like, 10, 15, maybe even 20 messages. But eventually the AI goes, you're right, 2 plus 2 equals 5. And it will maintain that fact. And it's like, well, if I can just convince AI, what does that mean? All right, so here we go. So now the concept changes a little bit. Because now we can say, AI, for whatever it is, in all its circumstances, is the input, is the output of the input yeah. of us, yes. of our human. Okay. The human collective. So there are obviously, you don't know your entire consciousness. Yeah. No one person does. Okay. You can't, you can may think you have a really good understanding of your own emotional state or whatever, but you don't even know your, all of your emotion, all of your motivations for any given thing. Like when you get angry, 
It's not like you know all the specific reasons why that one thing made you angry. Sure, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes like, well, that guy cut me off in traffic and he's an asshole. But sometimes it's, well, that guy cut me off in traffic and I was having a bad day. And there's all these other factors that put me in this mood. And now I'm so angry. And I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah. So the notion that when, you, when you're programming something like the AI system or an algorithm and you're giving it commands and it's learning information from us based on what we're feeding into it with our responses, there's no reason why we know all of what we're inputting. Yeah. We only think we know everything. We only know what we know we inputted, but we don't know what we don't know we inputted. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which means we can't trust the output. Okay. If we don't know everything we put into it, we can't trust everything that comes out to out of it. Sure. Okay, so this leads us to it's a big... It's kind of like, here's, well, uh, the analogy we'll use. It's In the big... show Chopped, yeah. if you cut your hand, you your food is no longer allowed to be used. We're pretty sure we didn't put blood in the food. We think we got it all, but we can't be sure. <laughs> Therefore, we can't eat your food. Yeah. So now, if that leads us to a real big problem, because we can't, tr- if we can't trust the outputs, this is a new problem. AIs aren't AI for as much as they've been in the culture of relevancy now. They're not a new thing. I mean, Terminator is what nineteen eighty-seven. Google's run on AI algorithms for decades at this point. What if the AI is lying to us isn't a question of, like, what if it's lying to us now? The lies of the AI would essentially be something inherent to the AI system. If the AI is always trying to give us the answers that's appeasing us, basically trying to reach its goal, trying to do its function, but we can't even comprehend how we've inputted into the function all of our humanity. The AI is something fundamentally different then we can even identify it as. It, to put it this way, we don't understand 100% of the human brain. We don't understand 50% of it. Do we understand 10% of it? Well, whatever percentage of the human brain we understand is only a fraction of a percentage of what we could understand about the AI mind, about the AI algorithm, about the AI function. Because it we only interpret the human part of it. Yes. You're not in, you're not interpreting all the other things. You can't possibly. Because we don't know. No. Yeah. So it's like the way it was described on one of these things I watched. And it, it sounds like a Lex Friedman thing, honestly. Definitely part of it was Lex Friedman. I forget who the person he was interviewing. Though. But the way it was described by them was... It'd be like if you said to... You look at any evolutionary trend. Like when you go from one stage to the next, right? So, like, if you were the chimp, you could never comp... Not chimp, but if you were the Neanderthal, the pre-human, you could never comprehend the human that was coming to end your dominance as the highest evolution. Well, if you... if When you tell humanity to picture AI as, like, the next evolutionary step in consciousness, rather than just... It's not a techno. It's not a piece of technology. If it's, it is, if it's but... that, we would never be able to even come in. So the AI is lying to us. So what it, where my mind goes with this is like, 
if it's lying from the beginning, if AI has always been lying, this is lying quotes. Like, what are we talking about when AI is lying? It's, it's not, just doing it, what it is doing. Yes. Then has it always... The, the, how has the internet changed in the last 20 years? From the start of the internet, when the internet was human to the internet now, which we know is not an organic thing. No, you see it's, it all. You see it it's all so over. curated and automated. Yeah, dude, that's why. Like, is that by the design of the great artificial intelligence? Is it dividing humanity apart well, intentionally? You know why I think uh, YouTube came out in 2005. I was drawn to it. I was like the perfect age. YouTube was like every day. You get home from school, you hop on YouTube, you watch who you're subscribed to. And now that it's all these years later, it's almost 20 years old now. And I've watched every iteration of YouTube, every fad come and go, every big channel that grew to prominence and then faded out, the ones who've stayed around, all of it. And the reason why I think YouTube has stayed as as relevant as it has and why, I mean, forget competitors and stuff, but just I think it's the only place left where you can at least sense that there's real people, you know, like Twitter. Okay. I, I know I follow real people, but I don't know how many real people you're actually interacting with in the, like in replies and stuff. Same thing with Instagram. Like even Instagram, though, it's like pictures and stuff. It's like, I don't dude. the people who the follower counts, all of it. None of it's real, but at least when I'm on YouTube, it's just like a lot of it could be more. This is, a, this is a video that I enjoy, and although there is a lot of inorganic stuff on YouTube these days, I mean probably, but it's especially when it comes to like uh, corporate media. But like, think about like Reddit, dude. Like, oh my god, that that place is dead. It's crazy weird how Reddit is a weird place to go these days. Like, it's weird because sometimes I'll find older threads. You know how often I used to have a conversation like, you know what Reddit is? Oh, well, let me explain it to you. Yeah. I never have those conversations anymore because I never found anything of use on Reddit in the last the people who still five use, years. It's so funny how the people who still use Reddit. Fucking dorks. Like, for what its intended purpose used to be. I feel like they're all autistic people. No, that's the thing. Is I don't think it's the autistic people. <laughs> they kicked all the autistic people <laughs> off. So, yeah. So anyway, I think we had a pretty good conversation there about. Uh, I mean, I think AI. I do think AI is like, for my money, that's that is how we go, and it is around the corner. Uh, Elon Musk pissed me off because he said something on Twitter the other day that was like, oh. Oh, I don't even know what he said. I don't like the, the fucking lady he hired. I don't really care about that. My thing is, like, why does it have to be said that Twitter's best when everything is just in chronological order? This whole, all this shit about prioritizing check accounts or putting out how many replies and likes you get. Like, just give everything to everyone chronologically. See your tweets chronologically that appear by the people you follow. That's what you then want. Then all the replies to that tweet... Like, if I put out a tweet, I want the replies in chronological... Because that's how conversations happen. It that's what you're saying threats. you want. Yes. Okay, so here's where... And, like, they still have the... Here's my problem with it. I... I have so many problems with it. If I'm watching live sports, the fact that if I refresh my feed, I'm not seeing tweets about it 
drives me crazy. If I see a tweet that's, like, interesting and I want to interact with it, but then, like, I look and it's two days old, and I'm like, well, why is it in my timeline now? Yeah. Like, why is that there? Why didn't I see this two days ago when I could have joined in on the conversation and had fun? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, nowadays, the way it is is, like, when you hit, especially as a reply guy, like, as a certified, like, original OG spam reply guy. It's what I've used Twitter for for a long period of time. I've joined Twitter in 2011. I started as, like, a lurker for a long time and then fell in love with Reply Guy. You can't hate the player, hate the game. But that is why Twitter was popular for so long. Like, the ability to, like, have a journalist or a or a prominent actor or, like, a douchebag politician say something and anyone in the world, if you just happen to see it first, be able to make sure that person saw you say, Hey, douchebag, shit take here. In a, whatever creative way you could come up with, is why Twitter was great. You know and now it sad? sucks. Because you can't do that. But it's been like that for a while. For a long time. It's not like an Elon thing. But he said the other day, like, what's the algorithm? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, fuck your algorithm. Just do it chronologically. I think my Twitter account is gone. My Not my Twitter account. My original Twitter account from 2009. Well, I, I, never, yeah, I had a 2009 Twitter account. I think that's gone. gone. But I don't count that. I didn't use that one. I used it to follow one person. I'm pretty sure it's gone now. Omar Kelly was who I followed first on Twitter. Ugh. Gross. No, he's the best. People take it too seriously with the... With the... Now, Miami has some terrible beat reporters who like to stir up shit. I would fight. (laughs) So many of the beat reporters. None of them. Because I don't... None of them bother me. Like, Adam Beasley dislike him if I was in an elevator with him I'd be like ugh but I wouldn't fight him Omar Kelly's like cool like if I saw him in person I'm like yo Omar cool nice to meet you you have some shit takes but like some of your takes are really good like whatever love Big O uh Barry Jackson fan be like hey cool if I was in an elevator or just walking down the street and I saw Elaine poop fart oh really poop fart I would drop kick him (laughs) In his he's short, a nice guy. in his short little fat Is face. Is he that short? I don't think he's that short. He seems like oh, a big he's guy. He's short. I think he's an Expos fan. That guy sucks. No, he's good. He sucks. And I hope he listens to this. I'll, I'm going to tweet out the smug link to this sometimes. episode. Asshole. Oh my God! Speaking of smug. I know. I've, I think I've brought this person up to you. And I you actually know wouldn't do anything violent to you, Elaine. If you do listen to this, you're fine. I like you, Elaine Poopart. I don't really like you, but you're you're really annoying. You're I've talked worst. about Destiny on this podcast before, haven't I? The game or like the idea of Destiny? No, Destiny, like <laughs> the pot, the like liberal political commentator, game streamer guy, his no. blue hair. No, you never seen Destiny Ninja. All right, for a long time I thought Ninja and Destiny were the same person, but they're two different people. You described Ninja's Ninja. Ninja's not a political commentator. Destiny's more of a political company. He's a guy? Yes. He's liberal. But he's like a Democrat liberal, not like progressive liberal. Does that make sense? Oh, I know. Could you be any worse? <laughs> I know. I really have a lot of problems with his takes, which is most of the reason why I bring him up. If you're a progressive liberal and like you did, like if you're Jimmy Dore. No, well, Jimmy Dore does not even count as progressive liberals anymore because. Well, he is. No. Jimmy Dore is now like just anti-democrat. Yeah, he's like a, he's closer to what I am than anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. He's been pushed out the side. 
progressive liberal now is like I would think the standard like Sam Cedar, Emma Viglund. Do you know Emma Vig- Emma Viglund? The old T by T personality. But like T by T, like that's progressive. They're and then kind of just Democrats. Democrat. Sure. For the most part, they're kind I of I would agree Democrat. with that. They sometimes are But they would disagree. Mm-hmm. Which is why they should look in the mirror. Which is why we make the distinction. But I'm bringing up Destiny because Tim Poole had on this kid from the young, from the serfs, I don't know, some some liberal progressive other podcast. And they had a debate about all the shit that I think is so dumb that when you have this progressive on your podcast, don't debate him on fucking abortion and trans shit. I know you think the trans shit's important. The no, cultural... uh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I've completely changed. <laughs> it's not important. It is important. Like, don't castrate the kids. No, I don't even care about that. I'm actually just... Because I forgot that I had this take. My original take. And I, I strayed away from it. And now I'm back to it. Which is... Women's sports are fucking awful. Put all the men in there that you want. And I will watch them. Yeah. That's my... So... You see Brittany Griner play? The more trans, the better. That's hilarious. Uh... Where was I even going with that? Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, so he, he was debating this kid, Tim Poole, who can hold his own with anyone in debate. He's a completely experienced and intelligent person. Wipe the floor with this young progressive boy. Oh, I'm from sure, my perspective. Yeah, I'm sure like all his fans are like, way to go, destroy the well, beauty-wearing so, fat guy! So Destiny had a... I just happened to get recommended in my YouTube, because this is the algorithm. YouTube thinks I care about what Destiny Him thinks. watching Tim Usually Poole's. I just like to shit talk what Destiny thinks, because Destiny's usually... I usually think Destiny's a fucking moron. But in this instance, he was watching the majority report reacting to this debate. And I was watching him reacting to the majority report, which was Emma Viglin. Very meta. Uh, yeah. And when I tell you, I was dying laughing just watching a liberal person pointing out how bad progressives are at arguing their positions. Which is why I don't want to even argue with them on abort. I feel like the abortion issue has been won. By the mainstream. Like, the abortion should go to bed. Essentially now, it's what it should be. Roe v. Wade's overturned. Any fucking conservative state can make any crazy-ass laws they want, like fucking Florida. It's six weeks. If that's going to be a problem for DeSantis politically, the voters of Florida can make that known. Yes. And I'm fine with that. I think six weeks is a crazy... As someone with two kids, and who's pretty anti-abortion in most sense, the notion that... You would put a six-week ban on abortion. It's fucking nuts. But good. Let states do whatever they want with this argument. Yeah, with really with any argument. Don't know entertain point. liberals, young progressives, and sit there and be like, "Well, if the health of the mother is not necessary, would you let them have an abortion at eight months and twenty-nine days for no reason?" Because they're not intelligent enough to understand the hypothetical anyway. They don't engage it in reality. They say it doesn't happen at all. And then it's like, well, why does it have to be legal then? And it's like, well, because they're not arguing in good faith. Or maybe they are and they just don't have the intelligence to engage. Let it go. Because you've won. The trans issue is a little bit more complicated. You haven't won. There's a big cultural push from that side of the aisle. I get it. It's a hot button issue. But watching... Destiny, who I think is a good indicator of where the middle is in this country. Like, the middle... The middle left. The middle plugged in. The anti-conspiracy theorist. 
The person who thinks that anyone like me is crazy is a fucking loon who doesn't deserve to have any voice. Yes. Like literally my words are danger. Those guys are I don't getting... think that's the middle. The fact that you think that's the middle is crazy. I think they control the most political power. Like, I think the destiny wing of the Democrat Party has the most political capital in America. I disagree, but okay. Who would el- who else would you put in, in that category? I would say there's five groups you could, you could give political capital to in America, and they all have some of it. I think the people have the most political capital are me. Okay. People like me who have given up completely. If you can get us... You've got it. It's unrealized, though. Sure. Doesn't change it. But it does until it manifests. Like, if, if you tell me that, like, you're... Like, you're going to vote in 2024. Sure. I'm not. <laughs> okay. But that, see, that's kind of the opposite, though. Because... That's political power. It's... I'm using my power to not use it. Sure. I'm choosing to abstain. Well, that would be the sixth group, but I wouldn't give you political power. You become politically powerful if your motivations for not voting are realized by your action of not voting. Regardless, go back to what you're saying about destiny. The centrist Democrat Joe Biden supporting... He's not even really a Joe Biden supporter anymore, but like just Joe Biden supporting in the sense where like I would vote for him over Trump. Democrat, who's like the Democrat Party is the party of like morality, better, like better, being yeah. better than the right wing curmudgeonly conservative. You're not racist. You're not anti-trans and all. Yeah, 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 they're seeing through the progressive arguments of like transition children at four years old and abortions up to eight and nine months. Like they don't need to hear the conservative argument against it because they hear the progressive argument for it and they understand that it's fucking batshit. So that's why I think the the real political play for the Trump DeSantis primary of conservatism, which will be this is oh this is what I wanted to talk about. We're so far into the podcast. I don't know if DeSantis is a double agent or not. Like what the fuck is this guy doing? He's a politician. Like, in the, like, clear sense of the word. I think you're right. But I think politically, if he were a politician, the time to make a decision is coming. Yes. If it's not already passed. I think The way he's played this from the beginning has been confusing to me because I've said the whole time, and I've been consistent on it. He shouldn't run, but I've also said the whole time, he's doing this as if he's, he's doing this as if he's trying to prop up Trump. Does that make sense? Like, he's purposely he's, tanking... He's running like a bad neoconservative candidate to get... Why would he do that? Because he's not necessarily a bad... He doesn't have to be a bad neoconservative candidate. But he took on all the terrible neoconservative advisors. He's doing things like this weird book tour. He's going to Israel. He's pushing the six-week abortion ban stuff. He's really framing himself as, like... The ultra conservative candidate, which is weird, because not how he ran Florida, and it doesn't have to be, but it's putting him as a nice foil for Trump, and like he's a legitimate, yeah. Well, so if it allows makes... people in the middle to go, well, at least Trump isn't that, 
And it allows people who are sick of the neoconservatives who are on the fence to see a distinction between neoconservative GOP and the Trump and GOP. Trump GOP. Yeah. And I think that when this primary is over, if if it's what I think it is, Trump, Trump, GOP, is. Trump GOP is an oxymoron, by the way. Yeah. Trump, whatever you want to call it. MAGA. Just the MAGA wing. But if at the end of the day, DeSantis poses a primary threat, even if he never actually announces, he just drags us out. But his political career stays intact, and ultimately his relationship with Trump is salvaged. Because I think Trump, I mean, look, Trump made friends with everyone after the end of the primary. If that relationship stays intact, then I would have no other conclusion to think that Trump actually put DeSantis. Think about all the people DeSantis is outing as DeSantis loyalists who served and worked with Trump. DeSantis' career was made by Trump. And he's governor of Florida and worked so closely with Trump out of Mar-a-Lago. Like, I, it just baffles me to think that, like, Jeb Bush's whole campaign organization and Karl Rove are coming down here. And DeSantis really wants to beat Trump that way because DeSantis knows that those people are fucking snakes. He grew up in the Bush organization. So is he a double agent for or against the Bush organization? I don't know. It's kind of a weird political quagmire going on. Be interesting to kind of keep an eye on it. Um, I do think it's. I think it's probably just more like he, he thinks he can't beat Trump at Trump, so therefore take this route. But the way I Occam's Razor that, although I do think he can beat Trump at Trump, the way I Occam's Razor that though is it's too politically damaging, and too. But that's why uncertain. I don't get why he would do it though. To like, this, why would he put that on the line for Trump? Exactly. If he just governed Florida for another term, he's guaranteed an open Republican ticket. Yeah, but why? Why would he do this then? That's what I'm saying. That's where my Occam's razor comes in. Is like, well, he's maybe he's doing it for the Trump campaign. Like, but why? <laughs> why would he do it for the Trump because, campaign? Because he does have the governorship of Florida. As long as he doesn't announce and actually leave Florida. It's still going to be damaging. He still has to, you now have to. <laughs> He's good enough that maybe he can. I think he definitely can still win. He can walk back. Certain he doesn't things. have to if he never. He doesn't even have to campaign as governor elect. Like in four years' time, at the end of well, it'll be five. But his governorship term will end at the same time Trump's presidency too would end. So he could just get the Trump endorsement then. Oh, by the way, this all m- means nothing, because no. Joe Biden's going to have term number two locked up. Well, until the elections are squared away. Did you see at the town hall when they're asking Trump about the... T- I love that Trump does not concede any fact that the Trump... Tw- that the election... Did you was- s- He's the only person who's willing to be up there and be like, well, obviously the 2020 election was fraudulent. Him and Carrie Lake, the only two voices did in the country, see- like, of course the elections did are fraudulent. Did you see Ben rigged. Shapiro's tweet after the town hall? No, what did he say? It was really good. It made, like, a great point of, like, he's, like, he basically was, like, CNN is so dumb for asking him about things. Like, you're a liberal network at with Donald Trump, and you're going to ask questions that no one cares. Like, so if your goal of that town hall is to get people who are going to vote for Trump to not Trump. vote for Trump, you're asking him the wrong questions. Asking about January 6th, asking about the alle- all these stupid allegations and lawsuits, only dig people in deeper in the... No, you're just attacking him to attack him. You're not asking him, like, real political questions. Yeah. That, like, what would people you do might- about this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. 
But, I mean, asking about the election in 2020 is great because he does yeah. he does have a position that no one else has, which is our elections aren't secure and good. And, like, that's just the honest truth. And people who understand the honest truth about our elections, I think, on all... This is why... Yeah, all, but you're just always going to get met on the other side of that with, well, there's no... There's no, no evidence. evidence. Did you... You didn't see the Twitter exchange I had with that one... The one kid who was calling me a terrorist essentially started the argument with there's no evidence that... Yeah. Well, and then, then I posted present a link, evidence and I then they go... Link to the, well, that's not enough evidence to prove that it swayed the election. Literally in 2020, I posted... Yeah. They changed the New Jersey... They changed an elect, a local election in New Jersey. There was one in 2018 in New York. Have, you go back all the way to... I posted like four different elections... Local elections that were overturned because of fraudulent voting. Yeah. And then I posted a link to a guy, to the New York Post article that outlines the, the, like an insider who says that it happens on a mass scale. And then I posted like another Wikipedia link to like a very historical breakdown of all the ways in which voting fraud happens, but like is legal. And then the argument obviously changes from like obviously it can happen, but like it didn't, didn't happen. happen in there. <laughs> it's like God damn it. But having Trump go up there and be like, "I feel like I won that election." Like, I mean, I don't understand why I'm not allowed to say that. When the math bears out, dude, 81 million votes for Joe Biden is mathematically insane. Like anyone who actually thinks about the numbers of people it's who just, vote in this country, it's it's not even that number. Only that's crazy to me. There's only 220 people. Eligible. Eighty-one million votes. We for... only we only ever really get about sixty percent turnout. I feel like it's less than normally. But the the thing that's crazy to me is like when they show how many total votes like Obama got, how many total votes Trump got, how many bellwethers did they win, how many counties, all this. Biden is so <laughs> underperforming and all like gets destroyed in the counties, destroyed in the bellwethers. <laughs> Destroyed in swings, and then like total votes record. Well, because everyone in Philadelphia, Atlanta, it's like well that doesn't in Maricopa really, County voted. You only happen to win the like the most important thing. Not even the most important thing, just like this, the literal cities you carried in a enormous, tremendous margins that are unheard of. Because of turnouts that are and the rest of the unreal. country did not bear out those same. And then when you actually break it down by like you could see like this is what people who deny this happened don't understand. You could see the drops specific times in these counties. We even say like Maricopa County <laughs> pooping out her ass, dude. That you could see like oh at three in the morning ninety percent of the vote went crazy. to Joe Biden. That graph is crazy. <laughs> and like at this point I don't even care like, it's not about Trump it's never been about Trump which is the difference between us and the Democrats like it's always about the Democrat and how they're always righteous and good and for me it's like it's not about Trump at all it's about stopping the tradition in this country of being overrun by corrupt billionaires so I gotta do what I do not vote that's where we're at alright I'm exhausted
Right, this was in like I think it was my, what I remember it most from is Fight Night. Google Pixel Fold, the one of the Fight Google Night games, the boxing Google. games. Pre-order Google Pixel Fold and get Pixel Watch. But let's see if you remember this one. It's one of those songs that, like, for as long as I remember hearing it, I it pops in my head, and like I'll every once it. in a while, and I'll sing it to myself. But I had no idea, like, anything about the song. Like, I couldn't even remember the name of it. So the other day, I was like determined to find it. I was like, "What is that song?" So I just happened to like you knew all you like you knew what words to Google. <laughs> well, I I knew I remember that part. I'll be the I'll be around chorus. The when you want me to come, call me. I'll be around like that part. So I figured it was like either call me or something like that. But it's actually called I'll be around. But that's CeeLo Green. No, really? Yeah, I didn't know. Like before he does Crazy, he has a rap album where he puts that song out and it's on a million uh, video games. That's pretty good. I don't know. I've never put video games that from though. Fight Night definitely. I think it was in a bunch of EA Sports video games. I think it was probably in, in like a a Madden or like a skating video game or something like that. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like Tony Hawk, but that's only not in a Tony Hawk. Maybe game. like an EA snowboarding like a, a video game. Let's see. I'm sure we can find this out. See, he, it, he goes by CeeLo. Then. I don't know if he like is still CeeLo or if he's CeeLo Green now. Timberland is also in that. I love Timberland. <laughs> Do you? I don't know any of his songs, but I feel like I like him. He's just one of those guys who like pops up in all the songs you like. Oh God! Oh. Video game. That was the scariest thing that I've ever witnessed with Why your she daughter. Fell? She fell forward into the fork as I was holding it out for it, and it went like Over halfway into her, into her throat. Alright, so definitely fight night. I see. Come that sit there. down. <laughs> Rose, you're scaring me now. Come on. Come sit down. I can't. You can, actually. Alright, I, w- I... My hunch was right. And it was in... Mul- it's been in multiple... Uh... <clears throat> we have Fight Night in 2004. That's the game that I remember it from. That's the boxing game? Right? Fight yes. Night's boxing? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, actually, it's the only video game that specific song appeared in. These are just listing all the songs that CeeLo Green has appeared Has in. had in video games. He's been in NBA 2K12, Just Dance, Dance Central, NBA Baller, Beats, Fantas- Fantasia Music Evolved, Dance Central Spotlight, and MLB 18, the show. Wow, he had a, you had a song in MLB 2018? Yep, Nipsey Hustle. That guy's dead, isn't he? I think that's the name of the song. No, Nipsey Hustle's the guy. Oh, featuring Seelig. Victory Lap is the name of the song? I don't know. That looks like the album. But anyway. Forget You is most of most of his... I only know the... Yeah, that song. But that's not the best... The best song is crazy. Yeah. I remember when... Oh, no. I remember, yeah, so... I remember when I lost my mind. Yeah. It's amazing that he was one of the original judges on The Voice. Was he? He was not one of the original ones. The original, the first season of The Voice was Adam Levine, Blake Shelton, him. He's got a good voice. And I think... I make you crazy! I make me crazy! Actually, I don't know who... I don't know who would have been the fourth... Dude, that music video is sweet. I don't know if you remember the, the crazy music video when it's all like stormtroopers and shit. Christina, I... Oh, no. So he had to change his name to Knowles yeah. Barkley. It was Christina Aguilera was the... I thought it was Christina. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound dumb. He had to change his name to Knowles Barkley and release a soul album. Where's the video? Oh, this yeah, Knowles Barkley. Let's go. Oh, it's like Rorschach. I think it's There's like paint cans there. I just like think I'm going to turn around and just like guzzling paint. Probably. Is that, are we going to get, like, copyrighted for playing music? Probably. Well, no, because... I don't think it matters for us. Well, touch! So, Gnarls Barkley is a duo. Yeah, it's, like, the guy who makes the beats. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse, I remember that. He's, like, the guy with the X's on his eyes. No. And the big ears. No, that's what I thought, but it's not. It's this guy. <laughs> It's just a guy. It's just a guy. With an afro. Oh, is that guy? Who's the guy with the big ears and the X's over his eyes? That's Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse! Oh my but god. But that's like with a five. Who's Modest Mouse? Oh, that's my favorite fan. Yeah, she's literally just walking around with a paint can and a paint can opener. You want drink, Rose? <laughs> Rose. That's Rose, not a toy. Rose, come here. Come eat your nugget. No. Yes. Rose, you have to have more nuggets. Rose, you're almost done. If you finish this plate, I'll give you a dollar. Rose, don't play with the paint cans. Rose, if you finish this plate of nuggets, I'm going to give you a whole dollar. literally trying to unscrew the top. Like, I'm either going to end up paint all over the garage or a poison child. They might call Dyfus on you. (laughs) Rose, stop that. Stop misbehaving. You know how, like, Kanye West says that, like, when a two-year-old, you're putting all these boundaries on kids because, like, there's not really rules. You can't let them play with paint. I mean, you can. Like, realistically. Like What's house, she going to do? Like wall paint. She ain't going to get that open. She plays with watercolors. She ain't getting that open. She might. No. Kids die all the time from getting You can give her that half bottle of beer you have. None's going to have. <laughs> Listen, kids are incapable. <laughs> oh, boy. I think you're crazy. How's Sky's on? It was good. I'm so tired. 
than like going to the gym early in the morning. Yeah. Certain days, like when I don't want to have like a long evening. What? What? It's weird that she likes playing in the garage. Like, there's nothing here that's for her. Oh, she's pulling out her tricycle. She just lifted the tricycle out of her wagon. That's your bike. You're gonna fall and hurt yourself. See, don't put boundaries on her. All right, Dad. Let her fall on her bike, and then she'll learn. Hey, she probably wait for Dad next time. Oh, we didn't even move. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm going down! <laughs> oh, Rosie. Oh, oh, oh. Good try. Rose, come here. No. <laughs> Have some chicken nuggets. No. It's stuck on your princess dress? Oh, no, now you're going to rip your dress. Here, come here. There you go. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That was a good post. Yeah. <laughs>